Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So when we think of saints, we think of uh, St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta who, you know, helped the poorest of poor. She gave up her whole life to serve the poor. Not just the poor, like the worst of the worst. Um, St. Joseph, we can think of, who was a man who just listened for God's word, a man of silence, didn't say much, and just, you know, did God's will throughout his life. St. Rita, we think of, possibly, as somebody who was in this marriage that just looked like it wasn't going anywhere, right? That she didn't understand why she ended up in this marriage and the suffering that this marriage was causing her. So St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta, St. Joseph, St. Rita, were not born saints, right? They were not born saints. And so what is it about their lives? What do they have in common that they became great saints? Because we all, that's, that's the million-dollar question, Right? Because we oftentimes think this person was born a saint. No, not necessarily. Not actually. Not, it's not necessarily. That's not the case. What they had in common, I would say the, the, the one thing that they had in common, there's other things they had in common, but the thing that they had in common is they had faith that God can bring good out of pain and suffering. They had faith that God can bring good out of pain and suffering. The darkest of situations, they believed, God, I don't know what you're doing here, but I do believe, because you promise, you'll bring good out of bad. And so, brothers and sisters, we too are saints right now. You may be thinking, do you know my sister-in-law? But all of us right now, we are saints sitting here. When we hear this, we can have one of two reactions, or when we hear this, we might be confused, right? What are we talking about? So I want to differentiate between a lowercase s, saint, and and an uppercase s, saint. Saints, uppercase s, are the saints. St. Joseph, St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta, uh, St. You know, know, Rita. These are saints, capital S. But we, as baptized Christians who have received the Holy Spirit at our baptism, we are lowercase s. That means we have the power as lowercase s saints to become big s saints after we die and pass away. Because we have to be a saint in order to get to heaven. Not necessarily canonized saints, but there's only saints in heaven. If you don't want to be a saint, you've chosen your destination. I've chosen my destination already. Right? So we are all saints by our baptism, lowercase s. And as I said, we, we become the uppercase saint when we die When we do what the saints did in heaven while they were here on earth, what did they do? They believed God. I'm a human. I'm living on earth. I have this horrible, suffering, terrible situation in my life, but I believe that you can bring good out of it. They did that repeatedly throughout their lives. So they went from lowercase us, saint, because of the Holy Spirit working and operating through them, to an uppercase us, saint, in heaven. We venerate them. We name churches after them. Why? Again, they had this faith about, God, you can bring good out of bad. Nobody likes pain. Nobody likes suffering. Nobody. Right? Nobody says, God, I really want this. There are some few souls who ask for pain and ask for suffering. Right? I, I do the complete opposite. I ask, don't ask. I say, God, I, I, want, I, want, I need you to be as gentle as possible. I am a weak link when it comes to suffering. And it's not like God is just waiting to inflict all this pain, this suffering, this darkness into our lives. We need a constant reminder because there is a lot of pain in the world. A lot of suffering going around. Different things for different people. Right? And so 
just by living in this imperfect world, surrounded by imperfect people, we're going to be in pain. Suffering will come. There is no way, it does not discriminate any religion, any faith, any non-believers, it doesn't matter, it's, it comes. Right? But can God bring good out of that? Yes, because God promises. That's again how we go from lowercase s saint to an uppercase s saints. And we just remember and remind ourselves, okay, this doesn't feel good. I'm not abandoning ship. I'm not abandoning my faith in Jesus Christ. God, you say that you can bring good out of bad, and I want you to bring good out of bad. We have many examples. First example is Jesus on the cross. That was bad. That hurt. That was suffering. What's the good that came out of that? Our salvation. Right? Jesus did not have butterflies in his stomach when he's hanging from the cross. Oh, yes, I love them so much. Yes, he loved us a lot, which is why he did it. But that was painful. That was dark. That hurt. But as Jesus kept his eyes on the Father, and he knew that the Father, he knew that God, can, God would bring good from this suffering, which we see through our salvation. Another thing that we can see, another example of St. Paul today in his writings. St. Paul, in the second reading today, he said this. He's writing to the Philippians. Philippi is in Greece, modern-day Greece today. And so he says this, I, he's, as he's writing them a letter, I want you to know, brothers, that my situation has turned out rather to advance the gospel, so that my imprisonment has become well-known in Christ throughout the whole praetorium and to all the rest. What he's saying here is, I'm in jail. I'm writing you this letter in jail. I'm suffering. This is not good. But guess what? The gospel is being advanced because of my suffering. I believe God is bringing good out of the bad. I believe God is bringing good out of the bad. Right? I'm in jail. I'm suffering. But God is bringing good out of the bad. What is the good? Further on, he says, Although I'm in jail, the majority of the brothers, having taken encouragement in the Lord from my imprisonment, dare more than ever to proclaim the word fearlessly. What he's saying is because I'm in jail, people have encouragement. They feel this courage to go out and preach the gospel because I'm in jail. God can bring good out of that. He promises it. But what does the devil say? Today we heard about the weed and the wheat. What are the weeds that the devil is planting in our mind when we are in pain and suffering? When my prayer does not seem to be answered? When I just seem to not be able to catch a break? I've had this embarrassing, humiliating situation in my life. What is the devil saying? Where's God? Weed. Why is God punishing you? Weed. Why does God dislike you? Why does God seem to bless everybody but you? Why is God so distant from you? What are you doing wrong? Weeds, 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 weeds. In times of pain and suffering. Nothing's ever going to change. Weeds. Why are you praying? Why do you follow the commandments? It doesn't seem to work. Why do you fast? A bunch of weeds coming straight from the pits of hell. To replace the wheat, which is, I can bring good out of bad is what God says. I don't want bad. I don't like evil acts. I don't like suffering. But I promise you, I will bring good out of the bad. You may not understand it, but I will show it to you. But again, the weeds overshadow the wheat, and we can't think properly. We get discouraged. 
We feel depressed. We feel sad. Right? So we too are, are as saints, lowercase s, becoming saints, uppercase s, again, when we have faith, God, you can bring good out of bad. You can bring good out of this pain and suffering no matter what. Our Catholic faith teaches us that suffering has saving power for ourselves or another person when we unite our sufferings to the sufferings of Jesus. We think that's a past event, 2,000 years, and that it has no power. That's false. That's, again, a weed that the enemy wants to implant in our mind. That has no power. No. It has so much power that today, 2,023 years later, I can say, I am suffering too, Jesus, right now. You suffered. I unite what I'm going through with what you went through on the cross for this situation, this, for this person. Suffering can either be like a splinter or a full-blown cross. And I talked about this this past Thursday. It was the Feast of the Cross. Splinters. Splinters are annoying. It's little pieces of wood that get in our fingers. They're annoying. And there's many splinters throughout our day that these small annoying things that happen, which I don't like, they cause me a little bit of pain, they cause me some suffering, I take those splinters and by the end of my life, I will have a cross out of those splinters that have happened over my life. And I show up with a cross on my back and Jesus said, I know you. We've united our sufferings together. Your cross looks like my cross. The small splinters, right? Being stuck in traffic, getting cut off on the road, waking up in the middle of the night because my baby just won't sleep, doing an act of sacrifice for my spouse. These small things that just say, ah, it's a splinter. But it has saving power for ourselves and other people. Or it could be a full-blown cross. I was reading an article recently. The, 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 the estimate is that Jesus' cross, when he carried, was about 300, around 300 pounds. Some of us right now are carrying a cross that is crushing us, probably 300 pounds. Imagine a 300-pound person on your back. But it doesn't have to be a person. That is internally in our minds. There's something we're carrying. So it could be that big, huge thing and not the splinters. That, too, has the power to save. Right? When we unite this cross, a broken heart, a failed exam, Maybe I'm just fed up with myself. Maybe I'm my own cross. I'm sick and tired of myself. And I'm carrying those 300 pounds, which is me. Those two can be united with the cross of Jesus. So whether it's a splinter, whether it is a full-blown cross, both of those have the saving power to help, uh, our saving power to unite our, when we unite it with Jesus from ourselves or other people. Why don't you do me something real quick? We'll end with this. Just want everybody to close their eyes for a second. Don't fall asleep. Close your eyes, and I want you right now to think of one person who is really, really, really suffering and is going through a tough time besides yourself. Who is one person that if God came to you and answered one of your prayers besides your own prayer, if he said, what can I do if you can choose one person? So just want you to think of one name. Okay, come back to me, open your eyes. And the next time a splinter or full-blown cross is causing me a lot of pain or suffering, I can take that person's name that I just thought about. Right, when we say I can unite being stuck in traffic or a broken heart, splinter, full-blown cross, 
I can take that and unite it with the cross of Jesus for another person. That has salvific, saving power. And those weeds start to go away. The devil hates when we start to take our suffering and we stop wasting it. And we start uniting it with Jesus. So that name that you thought about, right? I'm stuck in traffic. This is a splinter. Rather than getting angry, I just stop and I say, Lord Jesus, I unite this suffering, the splinter of me being stuck in traffic right now, I unite it to your suffering on the cross 2,000 years ago for that name you just thought of. And guess what? That has power. The cross has power. They win and don't know where that came from, whoever it is that we offered up that splinter or full-blown cross for, and we win. Because the devil knows we are starting to make sense that suffering is not useless, it's not wasted. It's going to enter into our lives, but now we, have, now we know what to do with it. And if we know what to do with it, he's like, oh, this other person is being saved now. They're receiving strength. I'm going to stop tempting them now. Brothers and sisters, we have way more power than we think we do because of the power of the cross. So today's a reminder, am I uniting my splinters or my full-blown crosses throughout my day to the cross of Jesus for the sake of saving others or even saving myself? I told you to think of another name, or you can put your name there. But mostly, and ultimately, we're able to do that. And so today's a day to just say to ourselves, okay, I'm a saint, lowercase s, and I want to become a great saint. And I do that when I remember that God... You can bring good out of bad. Watch and see those weeds in our minds start turning into wheat. Amen?